organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book, you are in the right place. At the right time to learn how to write your book. Hi, I'm Joyce Glass. And I'm Sherry Lynn Bisbano, and welcome to The Right Hour, nonfiction tips from The Right Coach team. We are so glad you joined us today. Welcome to episode 906 of The Right Hour. We finished season 9 learning how to use Facebook and Instagram ads with Salome Shellac. Why and when should writers use paid advertising? Salome's going to answer this question for you and some more today. She brings up the importance of an email list. And if you've not started one, now is the time. Whether you self-publish, traditionally publish, you need an audience. And one of the best ways to connect with your audience is through email. Social media is an important piece of the marketing pie. But an email list is always yours. No one can tell you what content is better to show your audience like social media platforms do to you. They only show your posts to the people they decide according to their algorithm who should see it. With email, you can send to everyone on your list as often as you like, and no one is limiting your exposure. Salome is the CEO and founder of Shine and Succeed, an agency helping digital course creators launch bigger, grow more consistently, and scale faster using Facebook and Instagram advertising. After a few failed attempts at building a coaching business and then a social media business, Salome found herself video blogging about business mindset and online marketing strategies. She successfully turned her mommy blog into a profitable online course and in doing so discovered a passion for helping others do the same. And so Shine and Succeed was born, a multi-woman Facebook ads agency serving people who are making a difference in the world teaching their skills to others while creating both financial and time freedom for themselves. Salome lives in Brisbane, Australia with her husband, two girls, and a very silly sausage dog named Odie. I met Salome a few years ago at B-School. She's a generous person sharing her marketing expertise with you. This episode is sponsored by How to Build Your Audience on Twitter with Keith Keller and the Right Coach team. If you're writing a book, the time to grow your audience is now, before, during, and after you write your book. Don't make the mistake I did and wait till you finish writing. It's too late, or you'll need to delay releasing your book to grow your audience. Learn the four easy and actionable strategies on how to grow your audience. Use the discount code for you to receive $10 off and learn more at the link in the show notes. I'm so excited today. We have my friend Salome Shalak. Is that how you say the last name? That is right, yeah. And I have known Salome for a couple of years from B-School and if you don't know what P-School is, that's what Marie Folio, Forleo, if I can say it correctly, has once a year for entrepreneurs to help them grow their business. And Sherilyn's here with us today. Hello, Sherilyn. Hi. Hi, hi Salome. I'm so excited to finally meet you. I've read a lot of your stuff. So impressed. Very impressed. Oh. We're so blessed to have you here. 
Thank you, Sherilyn. Thank you, Joyce. It's lovely to be here with you guys. And if you can't tell from the accent, well, she's got a, probably a mix of accents because she's yeah. originally from South Africa but lives in Australia, been there for quite a while, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've been here for 12, 12 years, I think. Uh, and I also lived in the UK for three years. So my accent, And I work with Americans all day long. So <laughs> my accent is just, it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, no telling what it is, right? <laughs> nope, no telling. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about what led you to helping people with Facebook and Instagram ads. She has become our go-to person with anything with that. And so I'm so excited to hear this story and share it with you. Yeah. Sure. So I, uh, when I had my second baby in 2014, I knew, I, I always kind of felt like, I am not very good at working for a boss, but after having two kids, I really knew that I was not cut out for working for a boss. So I wanted to start my own business. And, and I, so in, I enrolled in a, a coaching course that uh, was going to show me how to be a coach and build a coaching business. And that was a really good experience for me in hindsight, looking back on it. While I was in it, it was an absolute disaster because I was the world's worst coach and I couldn't run a business to save my life. So <laughs> I had to really fail miserably at that to come to a place where I realized what I really want is the freedom of an online business. So mm. I kind of had to go back to scratch and go, okay, well, what is an online business and how do you build an online business and where do you learn this stuff? So about a year after I started the sales, the coaching business, I started learning online marketing and I launched a couple of few small online courses and then one larger one. Um, and, I, and I had various degrees of success and various degrees of failure with that. But in the process of, of learning how to launch online courses, how to build online courses, how to promote online courses, I felt like every time I learn one thing, I discover, oh, I need to learn all these other other things as well. And then I need yeah. to learn all these other things as well. And so Facebook ads naturally was one of the things that I had to learn as part of getting an online course out there into the world. And I kind of got sucked into the world of Facebook ads. I'm a, a nerd at heart, a geek um, by nature. So Facebook ads fascinated me and I just started going deeper and deeper into it to the point where I was able to sell my, my own course successfully, but I didn't understand the structure of building a business well enough that I, what happened was I ran $400 in Facebook ads and I sold $2,000 uh, of my course, mm -hmm. which I know today is a huge success. Back then with the amount of work that I put in, I looked at $2,000 and I thought, well, you know, how long is that going to last me? I can't launch the course every month and I can't feed my family ongoing on $2,000. So I packed it all in. I was like, this is now two and a half years later. I was done, 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 done. And I went back to my day job. And as soon as I was back in my day job, I was just like, nah, this is not going to happen for me. <laughs> I just hated every minute of it. But I spent the, the, I was back in my day job for about eight months. I spent that time 
that's about the same time I met Joyce because I enrolled in B school just when I went back to my day job. And then I decided to niche down as the Facebook ads manager for other people and started doing that as a side hustle. And so I was working in the day and then I'd pick up the kids, come home, do kids. And when they go to bed at night, I start working on my business. Um, and by the end of that, this, that this was 2017. By the end of 2017, I was able to quit my job and go into running ads full time for people as a solopreneur. And then in 2018, I was able to establish an agency where I now have a team of four people who run and manage ads for online course creators specifically. That is wonderful. Yeah, we, I think Joyce and I have both been in the workaday world and we, I just like the freedom of being home. I laugh when you said not working because you don't like working for other people because I feel the same way. It's like, (laughs) I've had too many disasters working for other people. No, I do better Mm. on my own and I come to find out. I feel like it's a little bit of a hereditary trait because both grandfathers had multiple businesses. It's in the blood. (laughs) I think you're right. I think you're right. My dad had his own his own legal practice, uh, and he he I know he used to say he'll never work for someone else. <laughs> not, not in our family's blood. I'm the first one. I think. <laughs> Maybe you're just it, the first one who's rebellious enough to go after it. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am a rebel at heart. <laughs> Salome, you have worked with some high profile online influencers. How do you connect with them? Give us that secret. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) So I think the secret is the secret is show up and serve. That's Mm -hmm. the secret. Show up consistently and serve consistently over the long run. Like this is not a short term plan. I have been incredibly um, lucky. And I have also had some incredible people refer other incredible people to me, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And I, and I also want to say that I have to give you an example. I have been inside Amy Porterfield's community since 2015. I've been she's answering. Stuff. She's amazing. I love her, love her, love her dearly. Um, but I, you know, I have been answering Facebook ads questions in her community since 2015. Uh, consistently for years. So that's, and that relationship that I've been able to build up from a distance, because I don't, you know, it's not like we go for coffee, (laughs) but I have added value to her audience. So that has paid off for me because then, you know, she gives me a shout out somewhere and then people in her community come to me and they become my clients or they know that I work with her and and they would come to me. And I was introduced to her through Rick Mulready, who was my Facebook ads mentor for years as well. I bought every one of his courses. I think that's the other thing is you kind of have to show up with your money as well. You have to buy these people's programs. You have to go through their content and know what they share and know what matters to them um, and then add value to their community. That has worked really well for me. I think what you said about show up and serve, that seems like the attitude of every professional, every entrepreneur, and mostly every social media influencer that we've talked to show up and serve. It's not about me, me, me. It's about helping others, reaching out to others, serving them. And then in turn, like you were saying with Amy Porterfield, 
it, it comes back to you. It, it yeah. I think it takes a certain kind of person to be able to do this. Yes. And I, what I was going to say about the influencers, I love that because I'm very connected with Katia Varbanova. I don't know if you know her. She's in, she's created 20 K nation. I follow her for years and I'm in mm-hmm. her group now. And just this week, like I've connected her with Keith. We, we talked about Keith yeah. before the show started. Keith uh, Keller, who was in 901 and he got her a, on the BBC, an interview. Wow. Fantastic. And, yeah. And she had had an interview on, on CNN international talking about the coronavirus and just this week, like I think it was just yesterday, somebody that she knows was asking about who could help write books or edit. And she Mm. put my name down. She tagged me. And I was like, who? And I I have been shouting out about her all over the place. She knows I'm in her group. Anytime I see one of her Facebook ads, I'm like, love this group. You need to join, you know, that kind of thing. And in the group, I'm very active and helpful as well, too. I am a firm believer. I, I, am a f- I live by the rising tide lifts all the boats. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I always thinking about how do we, how, how one person sets the bar, raises the bar for everyone else, um, and how one person shows an example of showing up and serving sets the example for everyone else and then we follow and if we can keep if we can keep setting the example for each other mm-hmm. if we can keep showing up and serving for each other uh, if we keep referring people to each other if we keep an abundant mindset and keep giving to each other um we'll all be okay yes if you have that mindset you're going to get a lot further than if you mm. have the i can't tell anybody about my mm. oh yeah you know i don't oh, yeah. you know you get super secretive i mean something yeah. yes you got to pre- be proprietary but mm. you're not of, of the sharing and giving mm. personality mm. it is going to hurt you in the long yeah. run and yeah, I, I agree. you know i've been under some influencers that you know big names make a lot of money and they didn't have that they did not mm. have that giving spirit and it's not a fun mm. place to be in. I didn't like, yeah. it, you know, I didn't, mm. I didn't enjoy that. And mm. anybody like Amy and Marie and Katia that I've been around that are givers and you, I yeah. love being around givers. That's what makes a difference. And what is important for writers as influencers is they need those connections because if they get mm. that shout out from somebody, then that's going to help their book sales. That's true. That is very true. That's very true. You know, and, and some of our, our clients have our, have their own businesses too, but most of them are just, you know, writing books and promoting them that way too. So well, mm. what are some common mistakes writers and entrepreneurs make while marketing on social media? Do you have like some of your favorites that are, that you share? Yes. I think she just gave a huge one. <laughs> being, being selfish. well here's here's the thing that is almost the conversation i have with people every single day facebook ads is only ever as good as your marketing Mm -hmm. because facebook ads support your marketing um if you think of any any tactic inside your business, it's only ever as good as the strategy that it supports, right? Mm-hmm. So people uh, 
ask me all the time, like, how do I find my target audience on Facebook? Mm-hmm. And the work that needs to be done is marketing work. It's not Facebook ads work. It's marketing work. It's mm-hmm. talking to your ideal audience, listening to your ideal audience, understanding your ideal audience. But that's not the sexy stuff. That's the boring stuff, you know? The sexy stuff is show me where I can target them and get in front of them. Um, so the biggest mistake I would say people make in, in, with Facebook ads, with social media, with selling stuff online is, is I not listening enough to their audience mm-hmm. to hear, to enter the conversation that's going on in the audience in their minds Mm-hmm. At the point where they're at in the different conversion phases that we have. So, you know, someone who's never, ever heard of you before, who, um, you know, in marketing speak, we talk about people who are um, problem aware and then people who are solution aware. So some people might know that they have a problem but they don't know that you have the solution to their problem. Right. You're going to speak differently to that person because you have to enter the conversation that's in their head. Whereas someone who knows they have a problem already knows that you have a solution to that problem and is trying to figure out if your solution is the right one for them. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a different conversation going on in their head. Yeah. And you need to know what that conversation is that that person is having in their head. What are the fears that they're, what are the things that they're too afraid to tell you? That's holding them back from buying your thing, your book, your course, your whatever it is. Uh, what is the thing that they feel inside themselves that other people can do this, but I can't? Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing, that internal objection. What are the external objections? You know, most of the time we, we only look at money is the external objection. But if you sell your thing for $1, someone's going to tell you it's too expensive. So the money objection is always going to be there. So what are the other external objections that you need to overcome? You need to like ask yourself those things and think about those things. And if you have the answer to those things, your Facebook ads are going to work. Right, right. Your marketing is going to work. It's going to work because you know how to speak to your customer. That is huge. And that's one of the things that we go through in this uh, course that we do called Write My Book Bootcamp is getting in the head of your ideal reader and with the same thing as your ideal client. And I have to say, Mm -hmm. that was a hard thing for me. Like, I think it started in B-School and it may have been even before B-School, but Mm -hmm. I really struggled with it in B-School. I thought I had found it, sort of. And actually, Mm -hmm. Katia helped me really refine it because she helped Mm -hmm. me realize what I was calling my ideal client was way too broad. And And when I narrowed it down, Mm. Being able to market because I knew who I was marketing to was yeah. so right. Yeah. So it's so you, tempting to, yeah. to want to talk to everyone because you want to sell to everyone, but then you become just background noise. Right. It's, it's just like writing. It's, it's something that you have as a writer. We're told to write. I mean, I wrote when I wrote my book, I wrote it to one person. I started writing it to everybody. I want mm. everybody to write my book. You know, it will mm. help everybody. And it was so hard to write and it didn't sound good. Mm. When I started thinking of one person, mm. it just flowed. 
because it's like I got a person's head. So marketing is, is similar. Can you, can you tell us when should a writer do Facebook ads and, or Instagram ads and what should they be saying? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. So if I, I, I guess from where I'm sitting, where I want the entire world to be online marketers. <laughs> the answer to that question for me is everybody should be running ads to build their email lists. Yes. If you're a writer and you have something to say to the world, you have something and, and I, you know, I don't know if this is just for fiction books or for Christian books or for, it might be fiction, not so much, but for if you write any piece of content that is your intellectual, something that you teach people or, or even Christian books, if you're creating devotionals or you're any kind of thing that comes out of your brain, goes onto paper and gets packaged as a book and goes out to people, mm. you are a seller of information Uh and therefore you need an email list that you are regularly passing information onto Uh, because what that allows you to do is it allows you to test people's responses Uh to the different ways that you can tell a story, the different ways that you can phrase something and, and you're going to get feedback a lot faster about whether that, Little, that story or that metaphor or that idea actually resonated with people or if it still needs tweaking. Right. Um, and, you know, and you need to be sending an email to those people once a week. And then when your book comes out, guess what? You have already have a huge following who are standing there with their credit cards waiting for you to tell them where they can go and buy your book. That's I- Thank you. You just, you just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You just really helped me. I'm thinking when or should I do Facebook ads for my book? Cause my book mm-hmm. is, is kind of informational, but it's also self. I don't, I like to say it's not self-help it's spiritual. It's mm-hmm. Christian, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking I'm going to do that now. Mm-hmm. Yes, start start now. Build your audience now. Build your email list now. So what I wanted to say, there's two, there are two important times when you do want to run ads as an author. The one is always to build your email list (laughs) and build your audience, especially if you're self-publishing. If you're self-publishing, it's on you to build that audience. It's on you to sell that book. The second time is when you are when you are releasing your book. Now, there are two there are different ways that you can sell your book with Facebook ads. The one is you can just run ads to people that invite them to buy your book. Your marketing game is going to have to be super strong to be able to sell a book that no one's ever heard about to an audience who's never heard of you. So that tends not to work really well. What does work and what I've done very successfully for authors in the past is to run an ad to download a free chapter of mm-hmm. the book. And then once people opt in for your email list and they have downloaded the free chapter, then you have an opportunity to entice them to purchase the book. Now, whether they purchase, then purchase a digital copy, or maybe they get the digital copy for free. And then you invite them to purchase the hard, hard copy 
you know, sale from you. Uh, that's another strategy. But definitely for anyone who is self-publishing, the best ads you can run is list building ads because that's going to take all the stress off of and mm-hmm. so you can build your audience. It's going to take all the stress off of you for when you are ready to then sell the book. Yes. And that's what she's been teaching in the course for those listening. I'm in Salome's course called A-Lister, which I highly recommend and uh, put a link. Do you have like a waiting list right now for when it is? I do have a waiting list. But part of what she's teaching, and I love that, that you do inexpensive, when she's talking about Facebook ads, because I know some people are finally freaking out thinking, oh my gosh, how much do I got to spend? She's talking like five ten dollars a day ads for a couple of months to warm mm-hmm. up people up and grow your mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. And then you do a launch. You're not doing $50 a day ads from the beginning yeah. you just know that, that grows your audience yeah so and that was that was a relief to me too because I was like when I went in the course went oh I didn't do that okay so, a lot of people are hesitant to even start learning Facebook ads because they have this idea that they're gonna have to spend a lot of money and the thing is the way that the algorithm is designed now you need to build engagement before you can get anywhere, any traction, anywhere. And you can build engagement with as little as $5 a day. And if you start there, then when you start building your email list, when you start running conversion ads, list building ads, ads for people to opt into your email list, then your costs are going to be so much lower and your results are going to be better. Definitely. What about Instagram? Yeah, Instagram, same thing. I, I speak about Facebook ads as an umbrella term, but what I'm what I mean when I say Facebook ads is Facebook and Instagram ads. So Facebook owns both Instagram and and Facebook. And so you can create ads on in the newsfeed of either Facebook or Instagram. You can put ads in stories. You can even put Facebook ads literally if people are just scrolling through the internet, you mm. can have Facebook ads pop up to, for them there. Yeah, it gives you the option to, to mm. where you want it to show up. And that's one yeah. of the options, like in other articles and things. And I've seen yes. that too. With, like, there was somebody else in Beast Life. I can't think of her name right now. But I was on some kind of article and her Facebook ad showed up. And I was like, oh, cool. The next question is, what types of contents do writers need to share on Facebook pages and IG accounts? And do they need more than one IG account? Because this is a question I've had. I've got the Right Coach Team IG account, mm-hmm. but my audience for my my book that I'm revamping my book, and so I want an author account as well, is actually a different demographic because I, I hate to water myself down too thin, but I know yeah. I'm dealing with two different sets of people, so... Tell us That's a good, it's a good question. And I guess it depends on how big of an audience you've built on your platform. If you think about someone like Elizabeth Gilbert, who's just the first author who comes to mind, who I follow on Instagram, so I know. She writes for very different audiences, but she'll only have one profile because you can you can segment the people who follow her on Instagram into the different audiences that she writes for, right? If you think about like, you know, she has Big Magic is about creativity, Mm -hmm. which appeals to entrepreneurs and it appeals to artists. 
But then City of Girls is a fictional book about a promiscuous woman in New York in the 1940s. So two very different audiences, two very Mm -hmm. different readers. They could be the same. In my case, it's the same because I enjoyed both books, but but two very there could be a lot of people in this camp who doesn't enjoy the this the, you know one book and a lot of people in the other camp who doesn't enjoy the other book right. so the thing that you need to remember is you will be spreading yourself thin because both of them are a customer service channel you know on both of those you have to respond to comments on both of those you have to engage every day on both of those you have to put up constant content So my recommendation would be to build your audience on one platform and build it, you know, and just pivot the conversation as you need to pivot it. I don't want to say there will be, but I suspect that there will be a golden thread Mm -hmm. that runs through both audiences anyway. Mm -hmm. And if you stay true to that kind of golden thread, like Elizabeth Gilbert does, it doesn't matter whether today you're speaking to, you know, audience A and tomorrow you're speaking to audience B, you're still going to get them both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. So, and this is the question our writers have all the time. They're writing nonfiction books. So they're going, well, what do I put on my Facebook page? And I have some suggestions, but I tell me your suggestions that you would give them. Engagement content, things like stories, metaphors, memes, things they can relate to that appeals to their emotion. I know that it can be harder. Like, I mean, I train people on Facebook ads. There's nothing emotional (laughs) about that, right? But there's a lot of human human moments when someone is trying to learn Facebook ads that they can relate to. There's a lot of human moments in marketing that people can relate to. So I tell those stories and I make jokes about it. And so that makes me relatable. Yeah. And then in between that, we share value. We share teaching content. Mm-hmm. You want to build a, you know, your, your social media is made for relationship. Mm-hmm. So what are you talking about to your clients? What's the conversations going on with your clients? How do your clients relate to you? How do they know how to find you? It's the intangible stuff. It's the non-intellectual stuff. Right. It's the value stuff that shows your values and stuff that shows your personality and what you stand for. Right. Definitely. What would you tell someone like Joyce or I, if we want to, I'm getting ready to market my book and, we're, and people mm. listening to this are getting ready to market their books. What kind of encouragement would you give me and others? Yeah, I, I guess I, the first thing that comes to mind is you wrote a book. Like <laughs> you're a rock star. You can master social media like that. You wrote a book. Look at what you've done. Um, that is phenomenal. If you can write a book, you can master social media. We're going to take that clip and we're going to just like play it over and over again for them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anybody that's having a bad day will say, here, here's your clip. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote a book, Carol Rockstar. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. 
Salome, it was so nice to have you. And oh, you're welcome. We just maybe would love to have you back again some other time, but it was so nice to finally actually talk to you. Um, oh, thank you, Sherilyn. It's lovely to be here with you guys. for joining us on this episode of The Right Hour. Our goal is to help you achieve your writing dreams. You are one step closer to write your book. Learn how to get the book out of your head with the four steps we teach our clients. Sign up for the free email series at therightcoach.biz. The link is in the show notes. The four steps help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. We share tips on the writing process, and you can download the writing planner to track your progress. Don't let fear and overwhelm keep you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.